when Jesus passed by. Hello and welcome to Bethel Baptist Church radio program. Thank you for tuning in to the King of Kings radio network. Our mailing address is 105 Kentucky Street, Glasgow, Kentucky, 42141. Now please join us today as our pastor, Brother Rick Prophet, brings us a message about old blind Bartimaeus and how he got out of his rut. And the Bible said, and they, it said, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. If you're going to ever get out of the ditch, you've got to get where Jesus is. And number two, you've got to quit listening to all them people around you. I'd just like to know who in the world they are. You always hear about they. They said you couldn't have revival. They said you couldn't get saved. They said you couldn't go down there to the church. They said you couldn't rededicate your life. They said you couldn't get closer to God you've been in the past. They said you couldn't preach. They said you couldn't tithe. They said you couldn't do this or that. I want to know one thing. Who in the world is they? I'll tell you who they are. They're that old backslidden crowd. If they're even saved at all. But I'm so glad Barnabas didn't listen to them. You'll never get out of the ditch if you listen to they. Amen. I remember years ago I counseled some people several times and this lady had got her job down at the factory. And uh, she went down there and got in the break room with a bunch of them didn't know God, nothing else. And, and she'd tell them about her husband, you know, he won't do this. He won't do that. He don't never dress up and clean up. And she called me wanting me to talk to her about it. And I went out and talked to him. I said, you got to quit listening to these women. I said, uh, they're divorced. They done let their husband go. And if you let yours go, they'll have him before you get turned around. And I said, I said, you need to quit listening to them. I said, does your husband work? She said, yes. I I said, listen, I said, if you got a husband that works I, I five or six days a week, brings in a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk I, and puts it on the table and feeds your family, I said, honey, I, he ain't going to look like the man on as the world turns I, I, because he's been out working all the time trying to make a living, amen. I, I said, you better hang on to him and quit listening to them. But they were telling her what he ought to do. If I had to listen to they crown, I wouldn't be married tonight. You say, what do you mean? My wife likes to tell this story. She said, we, was, we dated from seventh grade on. And when we were seniors in high school, she said the English teacher, Miss Woods, she was here a few years ago, came to service. And she said, Miss Woods took her out in the hall. And she said, don't you marry that Ricky Prophet, it won't ever work. Said he ain't no good. And then uh, Mr. Johnson, he taught, I forgot what he taught, but anyway, something kind of like psychology or something. He thought he was a psychologist. He, he thought he was a Mr. Field before his time. And uh, she said, he took me out in the hall and he said, don't you marry that boy. Said it won't never work. 
as she told me that several years after we've been married, I said, well, what they didn't tell you is they took me out in the hall and told me the same thing about you. And I said, I said, I'll tell you why we've stayed together for 50 years. I, I said, I'm just waiting on the both of them to die so I can say, I told you so, amen. I, I, but I want you to know, listen, I, I'm glad that I'm not going to listen to that they crowd. I, I don't care. I don't care. Listen, I, I don't care who it is. If it's that they crowd and it's going against God, I'm not going to listen to them, amen. I, if I listened to that they crowd, I, I wouldn't have been full-time in the ministry for the last 29 years. I, I, July the 4th, I, I, 1994, I, uh, because them people out there at the factory, uh, uh, they said it won't never work. Uh, uh, one old boy come to me and he said, I'd like to get out of this place. I hate it. Uh, but he said, I wouldn't want to get out like you getting out. Uh, he said, I wouldn't want that. Uh, uh, but I, he said, you'll starve to death. You'll be back here in a year. Uh, honey, I ain't starved to death. I'm eating the best I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, honey, listen, uh, I ain't never went back. Uh, uh, God has fed me and kept me going all these years. Uh, uh, now that old boy, you know what? They let all of them go in a few years. You better put your stock in Jesus and what He wants you to do because these factories will kick you out the door. Well, I've... I was in dead head over heels. Whole time we was married. I owed every finance company in town. Two or three in Bowling Green. I mean, I owed them all. They'd lie and send this stuff in the mail. They'd say, we got $500 for you down here. They lied. I'd go down there and they said, your credit's too bad. You can't get that. But I'll tell you, I'm not going to go through it all. But the day I started tithing and giving to God uh, and doing what I ought to do toward God, uh, I ain't got much tonight, but I got more than I ever had. Uh, my home's paid for. My vehicles are paid for. Uh, I'm glad, listen, I'm glad that God will take care of you if you do what He says instead of what they say. Amen. He didn't listen to that crowd. They said, you'll starve to death. Honey, I've eaten more steak Amen. since I got on God's payroll Amen. than I've ever eaten in my life. Amen. Amen. I've eaten so many chicken. It ain't even funny. Amen. 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 I mean, uh, I ought to have a good interest in KFC. When I went to Jamaica the first time, the old black preacher picked me up the airport and we got in the car and we was going up in the mountains and we wouldn't see each other again for 11 days. And he's turned around and he said, Preacher, I think we ought to eat before we go up into the mountains. I said, whatever you think. He rounded the corner there and a two-story KFC. I said, glory to God, it's going to be all right. Amen. I thank God. Listen, I'm glad that God will take care of you. If you'll do what God wants you to do. But you see, they told him, they said, be quiet, don't holler, don't yell, don't make a lot of racket. That's exactly what the devil wants down at the house of God. Now, he wants that racket out there with his crowd. But he don't want you to make any racket down at the house of God. Well, the Bible said he didn't take their advice. The Bible said he didn't listen to them. 
Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, Amen. nor standeth in the way of sinners. Amen. He did not listen to their wicked counsel. He did not listen to what they said do. He did not take their advice to the, uh, to the contrary. He advanced his effort. The Bible said there in verse 48, he cried even more. When this world says, tone it down, turn it up. Don't listen to them. That is if you want out of the rut. If you don't want out of the rut, just keep doing what they said and they'll keep you right in there, I promise you. But you see, when he cried, he addressed the right one. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm glad. Listen, he knew the one that could get him out of the rut, Brother Riley. He didn't call for the disciples. He didn't call for the fake crowd. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried to the Lord. You'll never get out of that rut till you start crying to the right one. Start crying to the Lord. I tell you, service like we had this morning, boy, you ought to. You ought to bring whatever problem you got and you ought to get it to God. Yes. It's kind of like when the water's troubling you and they got in, you know. Yeah. But whenever God's a-moving, that's the time to get it in. Yes. Who was I talking to the other day? I think it's uh, Diane Harper. And uh, she said, Lord's just answering a lot of prayers. It seems like every prayer I pray right now, the Lord's answering. I said, sometimes you go through seasons like that. And I said, when you get in them seasons like that, I said, throw everything you can up there. Amen. I, I get them up there. Get them before God. And God is in that prayer answering mode like He gets in sometimes. He did not listen to the people. Number three, the Bible said that he casting away his garments, he arose and came to Jesus. How did he get out of the rut? He got where Jesus was. How did he get out of that rut? He didn't listen to what everybody was telling him. You can't do it. You can't get off drugs. You can't quit the alcohol. You can't stop the cigarettes. You can't, you can't make things right again. Don't listen to that day crowd. There's too many out there that has made things right again. Amen. You see, some people can never get out of the rut because they want Jesus to do it all. They want Jesus to do it all. Well, I tell you, he'll do a whole lot of it, but there's some things he won't do. He wouldn't roll Mary and Martha stone away. He wouldn't do that. Lazarus still be in there. If, if they hadn't got rolled a stone away, there's some things Jesus won't do. You say, why? Because you can do it yourself. He's not going to walk that aisle for you. He's not going to stand up for you and say that you're saved. You've got to do that yourself. And until you're willing to do your part, God's not going to do His part. The Bible said, oh, Bartimaeus, he did what he could. He couldn't do much. But he did what he could. You say, what to do? See, some people just let their, their sins build up and build up and build up and build up. I was going to use this this morning, but it'll work good right here. See, some people, I'm talking about saved people. You just, you just let your sins build up. A little sin here and one there. One there and you go to bed and you ain't asking the Lord to forgive you. You're not judging, you're not judging yourself. You're just, you're just sinning in a straight line and you're just taking it for granted God's forgot about it. And it's not there. 
and you see all the time. See, I can't see Lance very good now because all this black stuff, all this sins in between us. See, I can't see Brother Lance right now real good. And that's the way it is with God. The reason y'all ain't seen his face and you ain't heard from him because your sins have come between you and your God. But I'll tell you, if you'll pray First John 1 and 9, God will wipe away all them sins and you'll be able to see him more clearly and more dearly. Amen. And the problem with the world, church world today, is nobody repents because nobody thinks they've done anything wrong. Amen. We got to get that. That's how we get in the ditch a lot of times. Is we don't confess our sin. We don't keep short accounts with God. We don't keep the window clean so we can see the face of God. But the Bible said, "Old Barnabas." He done what he could do. He couldn't do much. You say, what did he do? Well, the Bible said he cried. And then he cried the more a great deal. I couldn't do much as a 10-year-old boy when I went to the altar, but I could cry. Somebody said, preacher, that, that young person got saved the other morning, and they didn't say nothing for the Lord or anything. I said, have you ever been down to maternity ward? I said, most babies don't do a whole lot of talking. I said about all they can do is cry and cry and cry and it takes them a while to get where they can talk and say mama and daddy and then say whole sense as well. That's the way it is when somebody gets born again. They're a newborn baby in Christ and sometimes they can't do nothing but cry but tears are a language of their own. God understands tears. He cried and then he came clean. Watch it. The Bible said in verse 50, he casting away his garments. He couldn't do it all, but he could take away the things that was going to hinder him in coming to the Lord. Amen. That's a picture of that old life. He could, he could be willing. He couldn't do away with it, but he could be willing to lay it aside. Amen. I, you can't get out of the rut as long as you're trying to hold on to your old sins and your old life. You can't get out. But the Bible said he casting away his garments. One preacher said it was possibly all he had. Probably better. He was willing to give it all up for Jesus. Boy, I tell you this morning or tonight, if you, get, if you get willing to give it all up, you'll get out of that ditch. Amen. But you see, you want to come out of the ditch and bring everything else with you. And that ain't going to work. The Bible said he laid aside his garment. Amen. The Bible said he laid away all those things that might have hindered him and tripped him up coming to Jesus. He laid aside every sin and every weight that could so easily beset him. And he looked unto Jesus, the author, and finish of her faith. He had to conquer his doubt, didn't he? Been blind all his life. Don't you know he had some doubt? Is this going to work? Can this happen? He had to conquer that, didn't he? Amen. You see, you'd get saved tonight, but you got some doubt there. You don't think the Lord would do it. You don't think the Lord would do it. One fellow said, Preacher, I'd get saved, but I don't think I could live it. I said, well, you can. Uh, you can. You can live better than you're living. You can't live good enough to get saved and good enough to stay saved. 
But I said you can do better than what you're doing with the help of God. Amen. The Bible said Enoch walked with God 300 years after he begot Methuselah. If Enoch lived for God 300 years, I know you can live for him at least another 30 or 40 because there's not nobody in here that's going to live past 120. Enoch walked with God. He did not have a King James Bible. He didn't have an independent Baptist church. He did, not, he did not have any of that stuff that you got to help you. And he didn't have an indwelling Holy Ghost living inside of him. He didn't have none of that. And he walked with God 300 years and God took him. Don't tell me you can't live for God. He conquered his doubt. He came to Jesus. See, the reason people never get out of that rut is because they're thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't get off these drugs. I, uh, I can't get out of this uh, adulterous affair. I can't keep my marriage together. Amen. I found out there's one thing that God will help with. Amen. If you want it, and God will help marriages stay together. Yes, amen. Amen. Yes. amen. I've prayed enough over 43 years. I know some it was almost gone. I, I, but you start praying about that and they won't help both of them, God will do something about it. God will help them. He conquered his doubt. Amen. He believed, he believed that it was possible for the Lord to do this thing. Number four, he believed all things were possible. What did he say there in verse 51? The Lord said, what do you want? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He must have believed the Lord would do it. Amen. If you've got faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, God will do it. It don't take a lot of faith. It's just a little faith in a big God. And God will do great things. You say, well, Brother Rick, I want to believe, but I'm having trouble believing. Well, the Lord will help that too. Aren't you glad the Lord's already believed for us? Amen. I'm glad He's believed for us. I'm glad when God made that last covenant, He made it with His Son. Because everyone He had made down through the time, He made it with a man, and a man always broke it. Amen. So He said, this time I'm going to make it with my Son. I know He'll keep it. Amen. Amen. That's why that I'm eternally saved tonight uh, is because God made that covenant with His Son uh, and He will not fail. The Bible says you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourself, a gift of God. Amen. The Lord believed for you. Done everything for us. Done it all for us. Amen. Ain't nothing He hadn't done for us. Nothing He won't do for us. If He hath given us His Son, won't He give us all things that pertain unto life and godliness? Lord's not going to withhold anything that we need. But over in Mark 9, Jesus come down from the mountain. And Peter and James and John come down with Him. They got down at the bottom of the hill and there's a man waiting for him had a son vexed with the devil. He tried to kill him as often throwing him in the fire and throwing him in the water. And he brought him to his disciples. Wrong thing to do. If you want out of the rut, don't come to me. Come to Jesus and then I'll help you. And I'll help you, but Jesus is going to have to get you out. Amen. And so he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, he said, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't do anything. Yeah. I like what the Lord said. Amen. Bring the boy to me. Amen. Yeah. 
bring him to Jesus. You tried everything else, bring him to the Lord. And the Lord cast that devil out of him. And Jesus said, This kind cometh not but my prayer and fasting. Amen. It was a hard case, but they don't get too hard for Jesus. Conquered his doubt. He believed all things were possible. I like, I like uh, Mark 11, 23. I like that, don't you? Mark 11, 23. Whatsoever things you desire, believe when you pray and you shall have them. Amen. I like that. Amen. You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, you got to take it in the right context. If you desire the right things, that's what God desires. But you can't pray for God to give you a brand new Cadillac. Amen. I was preaching way off up in Muncie, Indiana. And I was up there and I had the radio on. Wasn't nothing else. I turned and turned the radio on and some of them guys was preaching. Name it, claim it. Yeah. Well, I'm out there by myself, middle of nowhere in that fellowship hall, and I said, it's worth a try. I said, Lord, I need a new car. Two weeks later, I was driving a 67 Valiant Plymouth. God didn't think I needed a new car. And I loved that old car. If it had been a new Cadillac, my grandkids hated it. They're back there, some of them now. And uh, and I'd go to school to pick them up. And they'd say, Papa, don't pull up to the front. Said, park out in the field there. We'll walk out there to you. And I'd go through the bank, that old 67 Valiant, Slant 6. I love that thing. I'd pull in there to the bank and somebody would pull in beside me in a, one of them brand new, you know, $60,000 deals and they'd pull in there and look over at me and look their nose down I, and I wanted to say, go ahead and laugh. It's paid for. I'm not here to make a payment. Amen. I, I'm telling you, listen, thank God He knows what we need. Give us what we want. I remember, you know, we had a service like we had this morning up on the hill years ago, 40 years ago. And man, the Lord moved. Revival meeting. Uh, everybody was getting blessed. And kids was a-squalling and, uh, and praising the Lord and hugging each other. I'm talking about little old kids. And God and Steve are probably in on that. And uh, he needs another one like that. We all need one like that. Amen. We got in there we got in there, man, it was good. We, we went into overtime like we did this morning. Like I told you this morning, when it gets on like that, we ain't stopping at 12 o'clock this morning or any morning if God's still in it. Amen. There's still a little juice in that thing. We was trying to squeeze it out this morning, get all we could. We got in the car, my little boy's about eight and ten year old. And they said, Daddy, can we go to Dairy Queen tonight, get a hamburger and ice cream. This is a secret, kids. Listen to me. In a good Holy Ghost service, after it's over, on the way home, you can get anything you want. Ask for the moon. They'll give it to you. Amen. Say, yes, sir, son, you can. We pulled up there the Dairy Queen. I've got a Holy Ghost hangover. And I, I walked up to the counter there and my mind's still back at the service. And that lady finally come over, Briley, and she said, can I help you, sir? And I said, amen. She said, excuse me. I said, I'm sorry. 
services like this morning a hangover on you. Spiritual hangover, but it's a good one. Amen. God knows what we need. Believe and all things are possible to them that believe. When you're believing for things God wants you to have. Let me say lastly here. Not only did he get where Jesus was passing by and he got out of the rut. Not only did he not listen to what the people were saying, but he did what he felt like the Lord was leading him to do. He was willing to do what he could personally. He'd done what he could. He could cry. You can cry. You can testify. You can come to the altar tonight. But see, a lot of people want Jesus to do it all. Honey, he done it all on the cross. And when he died on that old rugged cross and tossed in sin and agony and the blood running down him, when he done that, God said, that's all I'm doing. And he bounced the ball over in your corner and the next move's yours. Amen. Amen. Listen, Jesus said unto him, he come to him, Lord said, what will you that I do unto you? And he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He wasn't afraid to ask the Lord. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, not only does he show us how to get out of the ditch, but lastly he shows us how to stay out of the ditch. You say, what do you mean? The Lord said, Go. And he went. He obeyed the Lord. You don't have to stay in the ditch half your Christian life. You obey the Lord. You see, not only did he, did he do what the Lord said, but he had faith. you got to have faith. I'm sure, I'm sure the allergy season, his eyes got a little blurred, and the devil said, you fix and lose your sight again. He said, no, I ain't. He said, Jesus said, go thy way, thy faith has made you whole. You see, he had faith. You've got to have faith in God. Notice what he followed. The Bible said he followed Jesus in the way. You want to stay out of the ditch? Amen. Follow Jesus. You know how most people wind up in the ditch? Following the wrong one. Amen. I believe it was Jesus. You know, when you look at this account over in Matthew, there's two of them. There's two of them. I just take that and run over to Matthew 23 and I'm wondering if that old boy didn't fall into the ditch because of blind leading the blind. Amen. Blind lead the blind. Jesus said you both will fall in the ditch. Amen. It's like somebody that ain't even been saved trying to tell you how to be saved. Right. Blind falling the blind. Yes, amen. amen. Let me say this tonight and I'm done. But I just got a feeling that not only did he have faith in the Lord, and not only did he follow Jesus in the way, and the scripture don't say this, but I believe it's so, I believe he frequented the place where it happened. Amen. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you imagine him walking back through there and just sitting down and reliving that day, maybe taking a friend or some family member and say, right here's where it happened. Several times a year, I drive out through Temple Hill, little community in Temple Hill. You say, why do you do that? Because that church is still standing there where it happened. 
And I like to drive back through there, sometimes pull into parking lot and think about that Sunday morning when I stepped out and went to the Lord and the Lord said, what do you want? I said, I want to be saved. And the Lord saved me, amen. I, I tell you, every now and then I, I get in my car and I drive down to where I preach my first sermon. I drive out to that old factory. It's closed down now, but I pull over there and I think about being on that top floor when God spoke to my heart and said, Son, you want to know if it's me or not? Now it's me, now go. I go back to them places. Say, why? I don't want to forget what God's done for me. Reading some of these people wind up in the ditch. They never go back so they're reminded of what God done for them. You know what the Lord done for you tonight? Then keep frequenting that place. God never intended for you to spend your Christian life or any life in the ditch. You folks that are saved, we're supposed to be traveling the King's Highway. Amen. What about it tonight? Are you? You find yourself in a rut, you can get out of it. This man got out of the rut because of what he did. And you don't have to be in a rut tonight. How's your prayer life? How's your Bible reading? How's your witnessing? How's your church attendance? Preacher, I'm in a rut. You can get out of it tonight. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's broadcast. You can call us at 270-670-8696 or email us at red underscore calvary at yahoo.com.